Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio, and today I want to talk about avoiding burnout, whether it's for yourself or your salespeople. One of the problems we often have, especially sales managers, is that our people burn out, and we don't want that. In other words, they get tired of working, especially with the rejection rate of sales. But also, if you're a salesperson, you've been rejected so many times, you just kind of want to give up. But I have the answer for you, so don't give up yet. I was reading a book by Adam Grant called Give and Take. And it's about givers and takers in life. And the question Adam wants to really resolve, Adam Grant, is who wins? And Adam makes a strong point that givers win and win big over takers. Think of givers as people who are thinking about other people and takers are more selfish. So one example of winning that he gave that I want to share with you is one by uh, Howard Hevner. He was a director of university at a university where they had a call center. Now, the objective of the call center at this university was to call alumni to ask for scholarship donations. So the task of the caller was to at least ask three times before hanging up the phone. As you can well imagine, asking for money isn't easy, so the rejection rate was at about 90%. Wow, 90% rejection rate. Now, the problem was that they were having at the university was burnout, high attrition, high churn rate. You know, people were quitting. You know, after, you know, when you got 90% rejection rate, uh, you're going to have people who want to quit. But when they looked at the 10% of the deals that were actually being won, they analyzed it and they broke up the groups into takers and givers. They wanted, you know, they had two profiles, givers and takers. And what they found was probably obvious is that the takers who were more aggressive and motivated by money made many calls and would typically close about 30 donations per week. Takers, more calls, 30 donations per week. The givers who were other-oriented, always thinking about other people, made less calls and were averaging less than 10 donations per week compared to the takers who were doing 30. So they were confused. Why is this going on? Why are the givers not doing better? I mean, Givers should care more about doing better, so why aren't they doing better? Why were they doing you know, less than the takers were who were motivated solely by money? And that was the big confusion. They thought people who wanted to help would do actually better in this job. But then the answer came when they saw one of the givers in their cubicle had a sign, and the sign read like this, doing a good job here is like wetting your pants in a dark suit. You get a warm feeling, but no one else notices. Let me say that again. When they passed by one of the cubicles of one of the givers, they saw this sign. Doing a good job here is like wetting your pants in a dark suit. You get a warm feeling, but no one else notices. Notices this. Now, that was an aha moment. What they realized is that the givers lacked the reward that mattered to them the most. It wasn't about money. It was about recognition, but most importantly, purpose. You see, the money they collected from the alumni went into a big scholarship fund. And that's what that's all they knew. It just went into this big scholarship fund. They didn't know how it was allocated or who actually benefited from these scholarships. It was simply a scholarship black hole. So... What was the solution? They decided that at the next training session, it was suggested that they read one of the letters from one of the recipients who actually got a scholarship. And one of the letters from a student named Will went something like this. Quote, when it came down to making the decision, 
I discovered that the out-of-state tuition was quite expensive, but this university is in my blood. My grandparents met here. My dad and his four brothers all went here. I even owe my younger brother to this school. He was conceived the night we won the NCAA basketball tournament. All my life, I've dreamed of coming here. I was ecstatic to receive the scholarship, and I came to school ready to take full advantage of the opportunities it afforded me. The scholarship has improved my life in many ways, dot, dot, dot. End of quote. That was the letter that they read to the team of givers and takers. The result, after reading the letter to the givers, it turned out, it took them only, rather, it took them only one week, listen carefully, after only reading the letter, it took the givers one week to catch up to the takers as they nearly tripled in weekly calls and donations. In other words, they had found what Adam Grant calls a stronger, stronger emotional grasp of their impact. In other words, they understood how they were actually changing lives. Now, the takers also improved, but the big improvement came on the giver side, who now found purpose in what they were doing. But the givers still weren't realizing their true potential. So instead of just reading the letter, they decided to take it one step further. What if they actually met the scholarship recipient? What if they actually met somebody who actually benefited from the scholarship? And that's exactly what happened. And they were even more energized when somebody actually came in during the training session and actually talked about how the scholarship that they used helped them. The results? The callers reached more alumni in general, resulting, listen to this, in a 144% increase in the number of alumni donating. In other words, they increased the number of alumni donating. But more impressive was the collection, which quintupled, quintupled. Caller average before meeting the scholarship recipient was on average about $412. Afterwards, it was $2,000. In fact, one person just killed it. They went from five calls and $100 per shift to 19 calls and $2,615 per shift. I mean, just killed it after meeting the recipient. You see, by meeting the recipients, the givers found purpose in what they were doing. They saw how their actions, what they were doing on that phone, was actually impacting lives. And studies have shown that people you know, don't burn out because they give too much. People burn out because they simply do not feel that what they're doing is making a difference. Let me say it again. People don't burn out because they're working too hard or giving too much. Studies have shown they, they just don't feel like what they're doing is making a difference. You need look no further than the education systems. When you look at teachers, when you look at teachers, a lot of teachers are burned out. But if you really analyze the situation, why are they really burned out? Obviously, the school load, the workload is there, but they're burned out really because they just don't see the fruits of their labor. You know, the kids graduate and they never see them again. And they're robbed of that energy and the joy of being a teacher because they simply do not see the results. Now, what does this have to do with selling? If you're a sales manager, I want you to ask yourself, what can I do to show my salespeople the end results of their labor? What can I do to show them that it's more than just about making money, which is important, 
Don't, don't get confused. It is important. But also, it's also about enriching other people's businesses or lives. What can you, as a manager, show your people to say, look, you're impacting lives. You're helping businesses grow. It's beyond the numbers. You're really helping businesses grow. And these businesses have employees. These employees have families, so forth and so on. And if you're at sales, I want you to start thinking about maybe taking a moment and look beyond your pipeline and your quota and really take time to talk with your clients and let them, let them tell you or show you how your product is helping their business. Because knowing what we sell and how it's benefiting other people will boost our motivation level, but more importantly, our willingness to go after more business aggressively. When we can contribute and that we can combine contribution of money making, in other words, we're out there making money, that's great. But when we can combine that with a noble cause of helping other people, that will motivate you through those tough times so your sales light doesn't burn out. That's what kills a lot of people. We just don't see the benefit beyond the actual number. So I hope this is motivating for you to go out there, sell more, because you're making a difference. This is Victor Antonio. I want to remind you, if you want more of my sales training programs, please go to SeminarsOnSelling.com. Again, that's SeminarsOnSelling.com. Also, let me know what you think of this podcast. Do you have any suggestions, maybe topics you'd like to recommend? And again, I'm always open to new ideas. And as always, I want to thank you for listening. And this is Victor Antonio always reminding you, selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care.